moment you dream about as a kid growing up trying to play in the NHL, and he scores! back for episode 12 of the Cracker Jack Sports Show. I'm your host, John Coro, and today we are talking about the NHL and its recent news around the league. So far, nothing crazy, just pretty much your average week of NHL hockey and the MLB still on lockout. We have an important announcement to make at the end of this episode, so make sure you stay tuned till the end of this episode. But before we get into it, as always, if you enjoy our content, make sure to follow the Cracker Jack Sports Show on Twitter at Cracker Jack Show and on Instagram at CJackSports434. That is Cracker Jack Show on Twitter and CJackSports434 on Instagram. So we have some unfortunate news to talk about for baseball. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred has decided to cancel the first two weeks of the 2022 MLB season. This is due to the Players Association and owners still not coming to an agreement. We pretty much saw the cancellation of games coming, but it still sucks to see this. And to be honest, I expect more games to be canceled in the future. Not that I want them to be canceled, but with the way baseball is handling things, I would not be surprised. Like This is pretty much 2020 all over again, if you want my honest opinion. I, if you guys don't remember 2020, we could have started the season in like June Probably even May, even in the middle of a pandemic, we still could have got the season underway like in earlier. But we had to start all the way in July because Rob Manfred kept saying, oh, we're guaranteeing having a season. Then a week later, he's saying, no, we're not. And, you know, it just it just kind of sucks because I feel both the players and owners have to give a little. They're making so much money and like you can't invest that at all. And like and forget forget about investing it to the players or the owners. What about the public with everything going on, like Russia and Ukraine? So, you know, it's a lot It's a lot of stuff going on for baseball, and they're definitely going to lose some fans. They definitely did lose a lot of fans in 2020 and 2021, but I, they're going to lose a lot of fans this year in 2022 because baseball is not handling this properly. And if you want my honest opinion, I feel that we're, we're going to be starting the season not in the middle of April. I think we're going to be starting in the middle of May. That's, that's it. And... If the players start getting all whiny and saying, "Oh, we want to play 162 games," well, that's when I lead. That's when that leads to my conclusion. Like, okay, what if we play in like November? And you know, I'm wilding with my thoughts. Obviously, this is not true what I'm saying, but man, it just it just kind of sucks to see such a great. It kind of sucks to see such a great sport that I that I love to play all my life just kind of like go down the drain and. With everything going on, it just kind of adds on to it. So, yep, and hopefully, I'm pretty sure baseball will get back and we'll all forget about this, but uh, I I don't see baseball getting back to its normal form in a long time because bef- way before, or excuse me, during the lockout, they announced that there will be no more pitchers hitting universal DH only, 
and I can see like a whole playoff, new playoff format, like new rules, and the, it's going to be completely different. It's going to be a completely different game. What I'm saying is that if baseball were to be played this year, it will be a whole different ball game, quite literally. Enough of my sulky language. Now time to recap on the New York Islanders. They've played eight games since our last show, including a five-game road trip from Seattle, San Jose, Los Angeles, Anaheim, and Colorado. But we're going to start off on February 20th when they took on the Montreal Canadiens at UBS Arena. I was lucky enough to go to this game in person at one of the best arenas in the league. And speaking of that, you no longer need to have a full proof of a vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test to enter the building. All you need is a ticket, and you are good to go and watch your team beat the New York Islanders because that's just what they do. As for the game itself, it was disappointing. The, <laughs> the Canadians, who only had nine wins going into that game, get the win against who else? The New York Islanders. What a shocker. Jeff Petrie got the first goal of the game, which was a bit fluky, but still counted. Kyle Palmieri would end up tying it tying it up on the power play in the second period, but it was followed up by, late in the period by a goal from Josh Anderson. With three minutes left in the third and Montreal up 2-1, to one, Brock Nelson goes five-hole to tie the game, and the place went nuts. I'm telling you, I thought the roof was going to blow off from how loud it was, and it was a shame when the Islanders did their total typical Islander move to lose in the shootout, 3-2 to two, the final score, and it was certainly very disappointing since the Montreal Canadiens are a terrible team, and it was pretty much a grumpy exit out of Belmont for all fans, and... There were some interesting things from the game, however. Andrew Hammond was a goal for Montreal that game, or excuse me, the goalie for Montreal that game, and this was his first start since 2018, and of course, since it was the Islanders, you bet he was going to win. Another interesting thing was Chris King in the Islanders' boot. So if you don't know Chris King, he is the radio voice of the New York Islanders. He can be found on the air. Like If you're driving and you want to listen to the New York Islanders, Chris King is the guy that does the work. Brendan Burke, who was the MSG commentator for the Islanders, he had a game on TNT to broadcast a national hockey game. So Chris King took over for him. Personally, he's one of my favorites. I, I think he calls the game so well and has such an iconic voice, keeps up with the game very well. And it's just, it's just great to see him commentate the game. And it was a shame to see him lose, but that's life. Fast forward a couple days later, the Islanders faced off against the Seattle Kraken. Now, a lot of important things happened. First of all, this was the first game the Islanders ever played at the brand new Climate Pledge Arena against Seattle. This was also the first time a woman broadcaster took over the role as the play-by-play commentator on ESPN+. And finally, this day was played on February 22nd, 2022. So if you were to write the date, it would be 2 slash 2 slash 2 it's kind of special because you're probably never going to see this again in your lifetime. And for the game itself, the Islanders beat Seattle 5-2, to which this would be the first ever win against the Kraken. In the first period, Brock Nelson gets his team-leading 18th goal of the year to start it off, followed by the fifth goal of the year from Zach Parisi. A 2-0 game going into the second, the Islanders bust it wide open with goals from Kyle Palmieri and Casey Zizekas. Yanni Gore gets one right back for Seattle later in the period, and just a minute and a half into the third, Riley Sheehan scores an unassisted goal to get them right back in the game. However, with the help of a fantastic save by Ilya Sorokin and an empty netter by Parisi, the Islanders grab the dub. Unfortunately, I was not able to stay up and watch this game, especially since it was on ESPN+, but it was good to wake up and find out the Islanders won.
The next game on Thursday, the Islanders lost to San Jose 4-3 in the shootout. The game was fun itself, but the big part about it was Zdeno Chara. At this game, he has now played more NHL games than any other defenseman in NHL history. Huge congratulations to him. He passed Chris Chelios, and now he stands alone, and he got a wonderful standing ovation at the game. All I could say is what a career for Zdeno Chara. I know he is declining, but his prime as a tall six foot nine defender was just flat-out magnificent. He started his career on the Islanders, won a Stanley Cup with the Bruins, had a solid year with Washington last year, and plays his 1,652nd game in an Islanders uniform Thursday night. Magnificent accomplishment by an almost guaranteed future, home, future Hall of Famer. To recap on the game, it was pretty much a back-and-forth contest. After the score being 2-1 Sharks going into the second, Parisi tied it up, followed by goals from Logan Couture and Adam Pellick. So it was 3-3 going into the third, and it would end up being scoreless that period and in overtime as well. However, in the shootout, which the Islanders have seemed to really struggle at this year, the Sharks would win it off of a Logan Couture goal and three good stops or a solid performance overall by James Reimer. The next game, the Islanders would finish off their season series against the Los Angeles Kings at Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles, California. This would be the first time these two played at LA since November 27th of 2019. And just like that very night, the Islanders lost that game by exactly three goals. This time, it was only by a score of 5-2. to two. The Kings would get a couple of goals in the first period from Philip Denol and Matt Roy to make it 2-0 LA. In the second period, Quinton Byfield scores his second career NHL goal to make it 3-0. By the way, keep in mind that he scored his first career goal against the Islanders back in January. So, another possible Islander killer? Who knows? Anders Lee gets his 14th of the year to make it to get Long Island on the board. But then with 29 seconds left in the second period, Brendan Lemieux, the former Ranger, makes it 4-1. And pretty much, I hate every... Everyone who was a part of the New York Rangers, so Brendan Lemieux is one of my least favorite players, but that's just me. After a goal from Jean Gabriel Pajot to give the Islanders life in the third, Trevor Moore for LA puts it away with the empty netter to seal the deal, and it wraps up the season series sweep for the Kings. The very next day, the Islanders played a rare 5:30 local time game against the Anaheim Ducks. They would win this game by a final score of four to nothing off of a great performance in net by Ilya Sorokin. His great work and goal finally pays off as the Islanders' offense finally had their back. <laughs> Amazing. Yes, yes, calm down. I know. The Islanders' offense doing something. <laughs> is Noah Dobson would get the Tribe going with his ninth goal of the year in the first period, and then it would be followed up by a goal in the second period by Casey Dezikas making it 2-0. And speaking of that goal... That game the Islanders played was his birthday, so congratulations to him. And, you know, how about another birthday present? Well-deserved for Casey DeSicus. Two more goals would be topped on by Andy Green and Kiefer Bellows in the third to wrap it up. And this would be the first win, the excuse me, the first Islanders win against the Ducks since January 20th of 2019. And that was back when they played at the Nassau Coliseum. The Islanders would then face off against the Avalanche on the first day of March. Unfortunately, their inconsistency shows yet again as they lost by a final score of 5-3. Yes, the Avs are a really good team this year, and there was a small chance the Isles were going to win, but it still kind of sucks. 
In that game, Nathan McKinnon scores an incredible goal for Colorado to get the game going and ends up being followed by a goal from Ryan Pollock, which is his first of the year for the Islanders, and it ends up tying the game. He has struggled massively both defensively and offensively. Keep in mind, this was the guys the Islanders kept over Devontae's. Speaking of Devontae's, this was also the first game he was playing against the New York Islanders, and he would end up scoring in the second period. So you could really tell that every player leaves the Islanders just feels flat out more comfortable. I mean, just look at Jordan Eberle, and now he's thriving with the Kraken. But anyway, back to the game. Jean-Gabriel Pajot would score a nice little beauty of a wrist shot to tie it up and would also be followed by a Kyle Palmieri goal to give him the lead. He has been heating up for the Islanders lately. However, with them up 3-2 to two, going into the third, the Avs score three straight goals from Gabe Landeskog, Andre Burakovsky, and an Eric Johnson empty netter to give the Avs their fourth win of the season. They become the first team to do that this year. So, in typical Islander fashion, we blow yet another lead in the third. And I've always wondered, I've always questioned, man, we've we've been such a great third period team last year and the years before. What happened this year? Well, we're still trying to figure that out, and it's already the month of March. And for the next game of this Islanders recap, they lost to the Vancouver Canucks at UBS Arena. This is the second time these two teams have faced each other this year. And the season finale, by the way, between these two teams. The first goal of the game came in the second period by Noah Dobson to give the Islanders the lead. It was a pretty tight first period overall between the two. So it was bound for one of the two to score early in the second period. And it happened from Noah Dobson. After two Canucks goals from Brad Hunt and JT Miller, the Islanders answered back from a big one-timer goal from Kyle Palmieri. And he all I can say is that he's gotten better since the game that I went to against Montreal. But as an Islanders fan, you learn to never get too excited. But we did have something to cheer about when Anthony Bovillier scored two minutes into the third. But as usual, the Islanders once again blew it in the third period. Nils Hoglander and Vasily Podkolzin each score a minute apart to lead Vancouver to the win. And as for the Islanders, another loss in the brand new state-of-the-art UBS arena. However, the Islanders must have taken my negative comments about them personally as we wrap up our Islanders recap with a 2-1 win over the St. Louis Blues a couple days later. I was lucky enough to attend this game, and it was a lot of fun. So, the game started at 12.30, and... I was I was initially confused, like, why, why is the game starting at 12.30 and not, like, 1 o'clock or even 2 o'clock? Well, it turns out the Islanders were congratulating Zdeno Chara on playing the most games ever as an NHL defenseman. He got the day off from this one, and it was just a cool little five-minute ceremony to acknowledge such a great accomplishment by an absolute legend. And, you know, I'm going to miss him the day he retires. I, I know he hasn't played that much as an Islanders as an Islanders player, but I'm sure going to miss the day. Sure going to miss him when he retires from the National Hockey League. So this was the first time the Blues played a game at UBS Arena and the first time these two faced off since February 27th of 2020. In the first period, the Islanders got the first goal of the game from a sneaky little shot from Oliver Wallstrom. He missed on the breakaway before, so he makes up so he makes this one up to help his hockey team get up one nothing. It was added on by a goal later in the period by Kyle Palmieri but the call got overturned due to goalie interference. I personally thought it was a bad call, but yet again, I could be biased because I am an Islander fan after all. <laughs> In the second period, the Islanders scored quickly off of a one-timer goal on the power play by Brock Nelson, making it 2-0. In the third, 
Paul Murray would tip home another shot, this one from Ryan Pollock, but that would also be overturned due to a high stick. Now, this call I could agree on because Paul Murray's high stick was kind of obvious on this one, but still kind of sucks for a goal to be called back, especially the second one you scored of the game. So, Paul Murray scored two goals this game, but none of them counted. That's that's tough. <laughs> a goal by Robert Thomas would put the Blues right back in the game, but thankfully the Isles hung on to win it. Robert Thomas had, Robert Thomas had to take one last shot with like 2.5 seconds left, and a huge and there was a huge block by I believe Scott Mayfield that got the puck out of the zone and the Islanders won. Unfortunately, all I can say after this Islanders recap is that the Islanders' playoff hopes are pretty much out the window. But now let's talk about some real hockey. The rest of the NHL. So we're gonna recap on about one to two weeks worth of games from the past week. So get some popcorn because we have a lot to cover. We're gonna start our NHL recap on Saturday, February nineteenth. The Avs became the first team this year to reach 75 points in the standings off of a 5-3 win against the Buffalo Sabres. And last episode, we talked about them reaching 70. So, you know, they say some stuff ages like fine wine, and the Colorado Avalanche are an example. The Kings beat the Arizona Coyotes 5-3 off of four unanswered goals to win the game. The Flames would get their ninth straight win off of a 2-1 win against the Kraken. And the Oilers would improve to... Sorry, the Oilers improved to 5-0-0 under their new coach Todd Woodcroft off of a 4-2 win against the Winnipeg Jets. The Anaheim Ducks beat the Vancouver Canucks off of a slugfest, well, a slugfest in hockey terms, a scorefest, 7-4 the final score. The Blues beat the Maple Leafs 6-3, and the Bruins beat the Senators 3-2 in overtime. David Pasternak would be the hero. On Sunday... The Panthers would beat the Chicago Blackhawks 5-2 and get a franchise-best record throughout the first 50 games. That is 35-10-5. Just adds to a, a remarkable season the Florida is having right now. And as you can tell, if you're watching, whether you're going to the games or you're watching on TV, you can tell their attendance has really improved from that. So that's another plus, which means you know, when they say more attendance, that means more money's coming in and... If they want to sign some players back or even go for some more guns out there, then they're going to have all the money to do it. And this Panthers team, I think they're winning the Cup this year. I really think they do. And, you know, the Islanders aren't going to do anything, so might as well pay attention to Florida for now. The Wild would beat the Oilers 7-3. 12 different Wild players would get on the scoreboard for the game. Jack Eichel would score his first goal as a member of the Vegas Golden Knights and a 4-1 win against the Sharks. The Columbus Blue Jackets beat the Buffalo Sabres 7-3. The Columbus scored seven goals for the second game in a row. Ali Ranta gets his 100th career win on a 31-save performance against the Pittsburgh Penguins. 4-3 was the final score as Carolina won that game. The New York Rangers beat the Ottawa Senators 2-1. And Nick Schmaltz had a three-point night to help Arizona beat Dallas 3-1. On Monday... February 21st, the Flames would get their 10th straight win in a 3-1 win against the Winnipeg Jets. For the Hurricanes, they would beat the Philadelphia Flyers in overtime. Brett Pesci gets the winner. The Canadians beat Toronto 5-2 and a 5... Or excuse me, Cole Caulfield gets his 5th goal in his last 6 games, so he's really heating up. Unfortunately, it was a little later than Montreal expected, and there's no way they're making the playoffs, but good to see Caulfield showing some showing some stuff for future seasons. 
For the final two games of that night, Boston beats Colorado 5-1, and the Canucks beat the Kraken 5-2 in a rivalry game. Now moving on to Tuesday, February 22nd, two twos all around, 2-22, 2022, Tuesday, I get it. It's all happening in this one. And we had a great game of hockey as a result. It, there was a lot happened in this one, and we did discuss the Islanders beating the Kraken. So always a good day when the Islanders win, and there was just some good hockey around. For example, Patrick Laine would extend his point streak to 10 games in a 4-3 win in overtime against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Anaheim beats the Sharks 4-3 in a shootout. David Riddick has 44 save performance. That's right, folks, 44 saves to win the game for Nashville, 6-4. to four. And, you know, I know the Panthers still scored four goals, but first of all, he stopped 48. He faced 48 shots and stopped 44 of them. I mean, come on. And second of all, the Florida Panthers, they're known for their offense, so you got to cut them some slack for giving up four goals and still stopping 44 shots. I mean, that's just insane, against the, especially against the Florida Panthers. Shabbat, Thomas Shabbat led Ottawa to victory with two goals and a 4-3 win against the Minnesota Wild, and the Blues scored three straight goals to help them beat the Flyers 4-1. We move on to Wednesday, so Corey Perry scores his 400th NHL career goal, or excuse me, 400th career NHL goal, which is another milestone this year for the NHL as the Lightning beat the Oilers 5-3, Sam Montembeau earns his first career shutout against the Buffalo Sabres in a 4-0 win for Montreal. Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan combined for 5 points in a win against the Arizona Coyotes. And Gabe Landeskog led the way for Colorado with a 2-goal night. 5-2 was the final score that night. Moving on to Thursday. So a few game, a lot of games were played on this one. Three Canucks, so three Canucks combined for 6 goals in a huge win. And this was... This was an absolute blowout of the Calgary Flames. 7-1 was the final score, and you basically had Flames fans leaving by the second period, and it was literally that depressing for Calgary to watch. And, you know, good for Vancouver finally, like, finally stopping all the trash talking from Calgary and doing something. So, I, good for Cal, oh, not, whoops, not good for Calgary. What I meant to say is good for Vancouver. For the, so the Predators beat the Dallas Stars 2-1 in the shootout, and Yuzi Staros has a great performance on Pecorino retirement night. And, you know, Pecorino is just, just a legend for Nashville. And congratulations to Yuzi Staros for having a nice game on that one. I'm pretty sure Pecorino passed over some of his, mag, passed his magic over to Yuzi Staros because not only was this a great night to perform on, but he's been having just a great season overall. I love Yuzi Soros, and I also love Pecorine. So, Peck, I always love Pekka for being such a great goalie for Nashville and wish him the best of luck in his retirement because I'm pretty sure he's going down as a Hall of Famer for the National Hockey League. For the rest of the league, Patrick Lyonne would continue his 11-game point streak and a 6-3 win against Florida. The Maple Leafs beat the Minnesota Wild 3-1. The Devils beat the Penguins 6-1 off of points from Jesper Bratt, Nico Heeshear, and Jack Hughes. Jake DeBrusque led the Bru- leads the Bruins to their third win in a row in a 3-2 win in overtime against the Seattle Kraken. And Alexei Lafreniere scores the game-winning goal in a 4-1 win for the Rangers against the Capitals. Moving on to Friday, February 25th. 
So the Avalanche would beat the Winnipeg Jets 6-3. This was an absolutely magnificent game for Colorado. They scored six unanswered to win the game. They were down 3-0 and came back to win it 6-3. What a game for the squad. I mean, you know, all I could say is just, wow. This Colorado Avalanche team is spinning us left and right, and I really love it. You know, I would kill to see a Panthers avalanche stanley cup final right now and if that actually happens you guys better you guys better shout me out on this episode hey by the way this guy this kid named john um called said that it would be panthers versus avalanche in the 2022 stanley cup final yeah come back to this one episode 12 baby whoa (laughs) the vegas golden knights would drop the game three to one against the arizona coyotes Scotch had Scotch Wedgwood, sorry, makes 30, 43 saves for the Coyotes in that one. Patrick Hane and Brandon Hagel each get a hat trick in a score fest, eight to five against the New Jersey Devils. Frederick Anderson gets his third shutout of the year in a four nothing win against Columbus. The Blues beat the Buffalo Sabres five to three, a two goal performance from Jordan Cairo, and the Kings beat the Anaheim Ducks four to one. Jonathan Quick gets his 350th. NHL win. Congratulations to him. Now, Saturday was a crazy day for the National Hockey League. The Tampa Bay Lightning faced the Nashville Predators at the 2022 Stadium Series at Nissan Stadium, which is home to the NFL Tennessee Titans, and the Lightning would win that game 3-2, the final score. And the second game, and that's not even it, the second game of that night was the Maple Leafs and the Red Wings. They had the game of the year. The Blue Jays, or excuse me, the Toronto Maple Leafs won 10-7. 10-7 in a National Hockey League game. The Maple Leafs scored 10 goals and the Red Wings scored 7 goals. This is this is a baseball game. Heck, not even a baseball game. This is a football game. <laughs> oh my God. This game was insane. And this will probably go down as a game of the year. Holy crap. I mean, the Toronto Maple Leafs defeating the Detroit Red Wings 10-7. That's just crazy to say. That's why I just repeated it. Holy. And Mitch Marner that game, he scored four goals. The Red Wings were down 7-2, and they came back. Oh, my God. Holy. Where do I even start when trying to re Wow. Whole. All I can say is you guys better watch that highlight reel because, oh, my God. That game was insane. Just Everything about it was just insane. <laughs> Ten goals in a hockey game. Like, oh my God. And the Red Wings scoring seven goals. I mean, you you're lucky. It it's called a it's called a score fest when you score like five goals. That that's when you when you score five goals in a game, that's when you that's when you like say, Wow, this team scored a lot of goals. But then you score ten, like <laughs> like and that must suck for the Red Wings too. They scored seven goals and still lost. Oh man, I mean that is that's just crazy. I mean, that's just, oh my God. It's Words can't even describe how crazy that game was. But moving on to the rest of Saturday, the Canadians would win their fifth game in a row in a 2-1 win against the Ottawa Senators. The Flames beat the Wild 7-3. Five different Flames would get multiple points that game. The, Avs remarkably, the Colorado Avalanche remarkably scored two goals 20 second, 26 seconds apart to win the game. Against the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, wow. I wasn't kidding when I said there was a lot of stuff going on. I mean, if we're going to look back before the Stanley Cup playoffs, obviously, what day of hockey was the best? We're definitely going to be looking back on this one. February 26, 2022. 
the Oilers would beat the Florida Panthers 4-3. Derek Ryan would get his first career hat trick. Keep in mind, this is his first year with the team as well. The Pittsburgh Penguins defeat the New York Rangers at Pittsburgh 1 to nothing. The final score, Tristan Yari stops 27 in the shutout win. The Bruins beat the Sharks 3-1 off of a three-point night from Brad Marchand. And the Philadelphia Flyers beat the Washington Capitals 2-1. And Claude Giroux, there, there was not much going on in that game, but Claude Giroux scored 11 seconds into the game. And this was the this goes down as the fastest to score a goal this this year. And wow, that's crazy. Like Claude Giroux scoring, I mean, not even just that. Just what a day for hockey. Claude Giroux scoring 11 seconds into the game. The Avalanche scoring two goals in 26 seconds. 10-7 scores, stadium series games. I mean, that this day had it all. Like, everyone's going to be looking back on this one, and I know it won't just be me. But we move on to Sunday, February 27th. The Hurricanes had win their fifth straight game in a 2-1 win against the Edmonton Oilers. The Jets beat the Coyotes 5-3 off of a two-goal game from Kyle Connor. The, Bl- the Blackhawks get shut out from the Blues 4-0, and the Blues win their fourth game of, in a row. The Stars beat the Sabres 4-2. The Canucks win their third game in a row in a 5-2 win against the Rangers. And the, the Penguins come from sorry. The Penguins come from behind to win it 3-2 against Columbus. And Jonah Gadot for the, the San Jose Sharks defeat the Kraken 3-1. Jonah Gadjovic and Scott Reedy each scored their first NHL goal of that game to lead them to the win. Now moving on to the last day of February. There were only three games that were played in this one, but there was a lot of goals that day. So the Devils would beat the Vancouver Canucks 7-2 to the final score. Jack Hughes extends his point streak to seven games. Jake DePros gets his first career NHL hat trick in a 7-0 win against the Los Angeles Kings. And then for the third game, the Maple Leafs beat the Washington Capitals 5-3. to Michael Bunting takes a lead in rookies this year. With goals, I, I'll tell you one thing. Nobody expected Michael Bunting to be this good. He'll, he'll definitely be in the running for Rookie of the Year this year. And everyone at the beginning thought, why not Cole Caulfield? He'll be called he'll be called their winner of the year. But nope, since the Canadians are struggling mightily, including Cole Caulfield, I think Mike Bunting's going to get it. I, I could be wrong. We'll see what happens, though, when the time comes. Now on to the first day of March. So the Flames beat the Minnesota Wild 5-1. Six Flames in total have a multi-point night. Trevor Zegers scores the game-winning goal with 22 seconds remaining in a 4-3 win against the Bruins. So, wow. I guess the Bruins got a little too cocky with their win against the LA Kings because literally they get their heart broken the very next day by the Anaheim Ducks. Trevor Zegers, thank you so much. Finally putting Bruins fans back in their misery. So the Oilers would beat the Philadelphia Flyers 3-0. They shut them out on 39. They stopped 39 shots, a.k.a. Miko Koskinen stopped 39 shots. My apologies. Andrew Cobb scores the game winner in an absolute score fest. 8-4 was the final score for the Winnipeg Jets as they defeat the Montreal Canadiens. The Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Ottawa Senators 5-2. Braden Point led the way with a 4-point night. The Blue Jackets beat the New Jersey Devils 4-3. Both Patrick Alayne and Boone Jenner each get two points on the night. The Red Wings beat the Carolina Hurricanes 4-3 in overtime. The rookie himself, Lucas Raymond, he gets the overtime winner. And 
You know, he's another guy that's going to be running for Calder this year. I think it comes down to Lucas Raymond and Michael Bunting. Let let me know in the comments of Twitter and Instagram to see who gets Rookie of the Year this year. And for the final game of Tuesday, Riley Smith scores two goals in the Vegas win. 3-1 to one was the final score over the San Jose Sharks. Moving on to March 2nd. So for the first game of the day, the Seattle Kraken defeat the Nashville Predators 4-3 to three as Colin Blackwell scores the game-winning goal shorthanded. And this is kind of like a flashback because the Nashville Predators were the first team that got beaten by the Seattle Kraken in franchise history. So good to see them getting right back at them, I guess. For the next game, the Dallas Stars beat the LA Kings 4-3 to off of street three straight goals from the Dallas Stars to complete the comeback. The New York Rangers beat the St. Louis Blues 5-3 to as the Rangers score three in the third to win it. And I got to say, the atmosphere in Madison Square Garden, I could already tell it was amazing because, first of all, it was on TNT. So, like, any any game broadcasted on national television, you, you know they're going to go bonkers. But, you know, just the vibes of the New York Ranger fan are really good. I wish I could feel the same for the New York Islanders. And it's another reason why I absolutely hate the Rangers right now. But Dylan Cousins would and Jeff Skinner would each have a two-point night and a 5-1 win against their rival, the, Ma- the Toronto Maple Leafs. And that pretty much wraps up the game. Oh, sorry. That pretty much wraps up Wednesday's hockey games. Moving on to Thursday. So... The Arizona Coyotes would defeat the Colorado Avalanche 2-1 to the final score. Carol Vegmelka would stop 42 in total for the Coyotes' victory. The Canadians improved to 6-0-1 in their last seven games on a 5-4 win in overtime against the Calgary Flames. I gotta say, ever since they've hired Marty St. Louis to be their coach, the Canadians are doing a lot better than most people thought they were going to do in the beginning. Alex DeBrinkett would win the game in overtime for Chicago and a 4-3 win against the Edmonton Oilers. The Bruins beat the Vegas Golden Knights 5-2 at Las Vegas as Craig Smith gets his third career hat trick. And Vitek Vanacek records his first shutout in his first start since February 1st. So over a month since Vitek Vanacek has started and he comes back with vengeance. He shuts out the Carolina Hurricanes. The final score was 4-0. The Minnesota Wild defeat the Philadelphia Flyers 5-4 as Jonas Brodeen plays hero and scores a game winner. The Florida Panthers beat the Ottawa Senators 3-0 as Mason Marshman helps with a goal and an assist. And the Penguins win their third straight in a 5-1 win against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Finally, we get to the final day of this week's NHL recap, Friday, March 4th. So the LA Kings defeat the Columbus Blue Jackets 4-3 in overtime as Victor Arvidsson completes the hat-trick in overtime by scoring the game winner. The Buffalo Sabres win 5-4 against the Minnesota Wild off of two goals by Jeff Skinner in the third. The Dallas Stars defeat the Winnipeg Jets 4-3 in overtime. And this game was huge. Why? Well, it's because, well, because Jason Robertson scored a hat-trick in his 100th NHL game including the overtime winner. Now, that's just something special. You got to love J-Rob. J- and it honestly feels so quick. How is he already at 100 games? And, you know, he played the majority of the year last year because of all the injuries with Tyler Sagan and Alexander Radulov. And now that he's playing a full season, he gets to 100 nice and quickly. 
and he scores a hat trick and the overtime winner. Like, I love Jason Robertson. He's been one of my favorite players for about well, about a year now, and hopefully he continues to develop for Dallas. So Victor Hedman gets three assists and a 3-1 win for Buffalo. Oh, wow. I made a mistake there. I'm, I am so sorry. What I meant to say was Rasmus Dahlin got three assists and a 3-1 win for Buffalo against the Detroit Red Wings. I know... I know all you hockey fans thought, what? Why Victor Hedman plays for the Lightning? Yes, I know. I meant to say Rasmus Dahlin. My apologies. The Carolina Hurricanes would defeat the Pittsburgh Penguins in overtime at Carolina as the Hurricanes scored three unanswered for the win. Igor Shosturkin makes 32 saves in a 3-1 win against the New Jersey Devils. And the Vegas Golden Knights beat the Anaheim Ducks 5-4 off of a three-point night from Jordan Amadio. Well, before we wrap up this episode, the Cracker Jack Sports Show has an important announcement to make. So the Cracker Jack Sports Show will have to go on a little bit of a break. In case some of you guys aren't aware, I do play high school baseball, so we won't be able to upload from April to May, which means that we will miss some of the Stanley Cup playoffs and the possible start of the MLB season. It will be a bit awkward once we return, and we're not going to be able to make everything up, but I don't want to surprise anyone with a long break out of nowhere like we did back in like December. So I hope everyone stays safe out there and, you know, we'll be back before you know it. And I know it's going to be a little weird not hearing me on the mic for a little bit, but we will be back soon. I'm not done with the Cracker Jack Sports Show. We will be back by June. I'm pretty, I can almost guarantee you by June, even when the summer's about to start, that I will be back and that, that's pretty much it. So hope everyone stays safe out there and we will be back before you know it. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you guys for watching. If you like our content, make sure to visit our website at crackerjacksports.com for previous and upcoming episodes. I'm your host, John Coro, and this was the Cracker Jack Sports Show. Adios. Thank <laughs> you.